Hi there, everyone, and welcome into Korea Competitor, the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm Steve Meller, and as always, we're brought to you by my friends over at CG Sports. And today, we welcome in the nutritionist for the Denver Broncos, Brett Eisen, who isn't just simply a nutritionist, but he is the team nutritionist in the sense that he's managing just about anything and everything that these guys are putting into their bodies in order to perform at the elite levels that they're being asked to do within the NFL. What Brett did early on within his career is he realized not only did he want to do this, but he was going to create an understanding for what it was he wanted to do that made him something that, quite frankly, didn't exist before his kind. He's doing things on a level with the Denver Broncos organization that I'm sure nutritionists everywhere are trying to remodel in their own way and put into their own environments. So, again... In terms of guests like Brett, what I love most is just his absolute passion for what he does. Secondly, I just happen to be a huge fan of nutrition in general, so it's great just to talk to somebody and pick their brain a little bit about some of the great qualities that can come with a fantastic diet. And to be honest, that's one of the great things about our show and the direction that it's going right now is that if you're listening to some of the guests we've had through the course of 2021, it's not just about competing and excelling at certain things, but there's certain qualities about what these individuals do, what some of my guests are bringing to the show, that if you are able to implement, whether it's some people we've had from the health and fitness industry, or in this case, nutrition, if you can implement some of the qualities that we bring into our discussion here as our guests talk about what it is they do, it's only going to help you perform at higher levels as well. So, so many different components flying around within this conversation with Brett today. So let's not waste any more time and get right into the conversation with Brett Eisen, the nutritionist with the Denver Broncos. And I hope you all enjoy. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder before we jump into the interview that if you're not yet, you should be subscribed to the show. If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, press that subscribe button. And at the same time, leave us some sort of rating as well. I think we're worthy of five stars. I'll leave that up to you. But at the same time, these ratings go a long, long way. So especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, subscribe to the show. But whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on, be sure to be following us. And also, if you're on Instagram, Korea underscore competitor, that's where you're going to find more information about our episodes, some behind-the-scenes footage of each and every interview. And you can, of course, use Instagram to reach out to me, direct message me, let me know what you think of episodes, what you think of the show, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Steve Meller. Send me a message. Let me know if you or maybe someone you know would be a great person to come on the show. But for now, let's go right to our interview. Okay, well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in Brett Eisen to the show. Brett, why don't you start off by telling everyone where it is you are and everything it is you do? So right now I'm coming to you from the Denver Broncos facility. Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of where I'm at right now. I work as the team nutrition manager. Awesome. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. I help all the people in this building from the athletes to our staff to our coaches really kind of maintain, you know, manage their nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, on a daily basis, you know, we, I get the, uh, resources to do so. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a really cool job, but, you know, I've worked as a chef for the last 13 years as a professional chef, specifically with athletes. So oh, the nice. story goes, I was in high school and, you know, I'm a white Jewish kid and needed all the help I could get to make the basketball team. Right. And so I started eating healthy. Yeah. I always loved cooking. Uh, my fifth grade science fair project was a solar pizza oven. 
I was always into food, you know, stepping in the kitchen for the first time at a young age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt most like myself. I felt the creativity running. I felt just this connection with food and handing food to people. And mm-hmm. growing up, I cooked for my friends, you know, after basketball practice or uh, volleyball practice or whatever. And that's how I, you know, got into really starting to fuel not only myself, but the people around me. Um, so the cool thing is I then was getting ready to graduate from high school and obviously looked at culinary schools. And mm-hmm. the one that I found, which had an amazing program was a school called Johnson and Wales. Mm-hmm. And it's out here in Denver. So I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri, and then came out to Denver for school and studied culinary nutrition. Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool program in the sense that it was a four year bachelor's degree. And I did everything from culinary classes to then science, nutrition-based classes, Mm. really to be able to cook food for a purpose, not Mm. only to make delicious food, fun food, exciting food, new food that tastes really good, Mm. but has a purpose, right? It's wholesome, it's nutrient dense, it's real ingredients. And that's, that's what I'm most passionate about is using these awesome ingredients to help fuel athletes and compete at the highest level possible. Yep. And it's just a small little piece of it. But, you know, if you're doing it at this high of a level, you have that much more um, kind of gain over over your competitors. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it because it is, it is a small piece, but at the same time, it's a small piece that can have a massive impact. It really can. It can, it can raise the ceiling of a performer to, to levels that they never knew that they were capable of, especially in sports with such finite details as playing within the NFL there are going to be moments where you need to know that your body is consistently ready to perform. And that knowledge, that confidence of, of having someone like yourself around who can make sure that these these high-level athletes are being fueled in a way that is going to allow for this direct correlation in their performance is something I'm sure the players must really appreciate. And I, I think what's funny, Brett, is that you know the, the, the way people get into the, the, the world of nutrition – there's every story seems ever so slightly different and i love here i've never heard it from this perspective before of someone that was first a chef and then really started to add all the nutritional elements to their uh, you know your your palate let's say uh stick with that food stick with that food theme you know just adding all this sort of knowledge of when it comes to the the potential of all these nutrients and what they can do why was it you felt as though you had this sort of calling to have your food benefit people Mm, because i've seen it i've seen it work (laughs) um so when when i came out to culinary school i actually interned with the broncos when i was 19 years old nice cooking omelets and stuff like that and that was really the first time i could see you know a third of the team taking this nutrition seriously you know doing Mm. everything in their power to think about what they're you know, eating because, you know, it's going to correlate into what they're doing in the weight room to what they're doing with recovery. So really seeing it and seeing players, you know, with these amazing bodies, like still do everything in their power to, you know, compete at a high level and the best of the best never waited till they were the best to do it. So I've had the opportunity to work with young guys and kind of plant that seed about, you know, fueling yourself and kind of taking a step back before you eat and thinking about what you're putting in yourself and the players that have worked, you know, on that and have committed to it, I have seen big changes and they have seen it too, just their overall energy concentration. And that's why I have become so passionate about this is because I love food. I know food, 
mm-hmm. but I can translate it to them, you know, from the nutrition side into the food side, um, yeah. which is really cool. Cause when I was in culinary school, I go to a class like soup stocks and sauces, and then I'd head over to anatomy physiology. Wow. Right. So it was all kind of combining it to be the most well-rounded chef. And I saw a need for it in the kind of athlete world that 13 years ago, teams were not really doing this. Sure. So basically right now downstairs at the Broncos, I'm wearing a hat that says bodega. So we have what we call the bodega. So we have a full cafeteria. We have amazing chefs that do amazing food, but we also have this area that's like a small grocery store which is a bodega with the best snacks, customized shapes, fresh, pressed juices. Um, The guys get to go shopping in there. They get to take bags. They get to take snacks home. They don't have to think about it. They know they're getting good product. It's all new stuff for them. I'm taking, you know, for instance, like a a puff, a cassava puff that tastes like flaming hot Cheetos, but it's, you know, real ingredients. Sure. Um, so the players are into it. They're excited about it. And they, they ask questions about it. They, they love it. And so another piece, though, is I actually private chef for our players as well oh, wow. outside of here. So I go into their homes every night and there's a group of them that I'll go and cook for every night. So, you, I mean, it, it makes me so excited that not only are these guys wanting to do this here at the facility, mm-hmm. but they want to do it outside as well. They've created this awesome, healthy lifestyle for themselves and they've seen the difference. And they've seen, you know, how how much better they are during competition, during play, how fast they're able to recover. Again, concentration, energy. Um, but that's why I got into it. I saw a need for it. People responded in a good way for it. I'm unique in a sense that I'm a chef and a nutritionist and combine mm. them and make awesome food for a purpose. It's cool. I love it. And you can uh, tell, you can tell, yeah, I'm, I'm these, you know, it's a small piece that, you know, I'm really here to support them to play at their highest level possible. Mm-hmm. We have all, I mean, everything that an athlete could want to maximize their performance and speed up recovery and be the best athlete they can be on and off the field. It's just up to those athletes to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. There's only so much I can do. Right. I can get them excited. I can talk about it. But to see these athletes who have pushed themselves to make this small change, knowing that it's not just a change that's going to help them during their career, but a change that's going to help them in retirement as well. Absolutely. So, so yeah, it's yeah, uh, I mean, that, that's for, awesome. for, for me, man. Like this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a huge food guy and, and I've been very much on that um prioritizing nutrition now for at least the last five maybe even a few more years beyond that and for me as someone who was an athlete 15 years ago i think now maybe a little less than that um for for me i look back on myself in those days and just wish i had this type of information that i've been able to access over these last few years which is why working with athletes myself I just look at them in the face sometimes and say, if only you knew what it used to be like, like the the information, Mm -hmm. the resources that you guys have is just absolutely endless now when it comes to this area. And so much of it is showing that it can help you with your performance. But one area I want to stay on right here, because I think this one, this one relates to anyone listening is energy concentration. You mentioned that there. And I think for, for, for we as a podcast, we're always looking for ways to to get an inch ahead, whatever it may be in terms of just competing at higher levels. And when you say that your nutrition can actually help you with not only your energy, but your ability to focus, can you just talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, 
a big part, we say breakfast is important in the morning. You're just mm. getting fueled immediately. Um, so really fueling yourself, not only with the right ingredients and the right kind of foods throughout the day, I mean, immediately correlates into what you're doing in the film room, what you're doing at home to recover. Um, just having that energy, not being hungry or hangry at any time, <laughs> planning out a little bit throughout the day, what you're going to do. I mean, I have guys who come in, not only, you know, it's all about you eat well, you feel good, you feel good, you look good, um, you look good, you play good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just uh, I call it brain food, you know, just being able to not only hydrate, which is extremely important throughout the day, which helps with concentration and kind of being more alert, mm -hmm. um, but also just fueling yourself with small snacks throughout the day, nutrient dense things. And it just, it helps with concentration, helps keep your energy up. You're not thinking about food or what you're going to eat or that you're hungry or hmm. any of those things. Um, but yeah, brain fuel, brain food. I used to do this thing in college where they'd have brain food hour. So like during the day, they put snacks out just to make it sure students were fueling themselves because it's long days. We're on our feet. But, you know, like we talked about retired players and yeah. retired athletes, you know, like they learned how to fuel themselves right for this next step of their life. Right. Which might take a lot of concentration, a lot of energy to right, start their next uh, project, their next venture, whether it's a philanthropist or an author or, you know, a coach or but if, I also want to say real quick, because you pointed this out about being an athlete a while ago and seeing all this old stuff yeah. or all this stuff that's so brand new and you can't believe it. Yeah. All of our coaches here at the Broncos facility every day, they're all old players and they just can't believe it. But they take advantage of it. Absolutely. Right. And they're seeing the concentration and, you know, the energy and their fuel throughout the day. They're taking health shots in the morning and all of that is not only fueling yourself, but mentally too, you know, you're yeah. getting good stuff in your body. You're feeling good. You're feeling light. You're feeling mobile. And I think it just really all affects your entire day, right? Yeah. Uh, by and large, the way we start our day sets that tone for the rest of the day. So fueling yeah. yourself in the morning with all that good shit, I mean, it's only going to make your day, you know, better. It's not going to make it worse. So Absolutely. That's so well, sorry to interrupt you, but I, you know, for 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 me, one thing I've noticed now is that when I actually, because I do treat my body well, I would say about 85, 90% of the time, when I have those 10% moments, and let's say I'll, I'll use a perfect example. Recently, my wife was out um, for the evening with friends. My kids were asleep. I went and ordered myself a Chinese you know, takeout, and I sat there and I gorged and I woke up in the middle of the night and it was like I'd put something in my body that my body was like pushing away. It just did not right. want to receive what was in that food. It said, I, I, I appreciate it when you treat me well and now you haven't. It's like, shit, Steve, what, what have you done to me? And I find that part to be the most incredible because going back to that athlete that I used to be, I would put down a whole pizza in the, in the height of in the height of my season and it wouldn't even phase me. I'd be hungry an hour later. And at mm -hmm. the time I was just like, "Oh, my appetite's insane." But it's now in these years later on I've been able to realize that because there was no nothing decent in that food I was eating, that's why my body was screaming out for stuff an hour later. So, yeah. you know, you talk about these coaches, you talk about retired athletes. How often are they checking in with you in terms of maybe 
trying to address maybe some of these 10-15% issues that they have within their diet that they keep maybe being victim of, uh, you know, allowing themselves to to follow through with? Yeah, I mean, my my thing with like having that, what, what a lot of people like to refer to as their cheat day and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, if you are just craving a pizza, I mean, I recommend spending five more dollars and getting a real pizza, mm-hmm. right, from a local pizza restaurant, Italian spot, rather than a Domino's or a Pizza Hut pizza. Mm-hmm. All that is, it's real ingredients, it's real cheese, it's, you know, stuff like that. So my first focus is on higher quality things when you're doing those cheat days, like mm-hmm. get a real fried chicken sandwich over like a Chick-fil-A, you know, so <laughs> yeah. um, stuff like that. And that's what I do for the players and stuff too. Um, I think, you know, you, you got to reward yourself. I mean, in a little bit, but rewarding yourself is also what you see on the field and outside of the field. You know, point. you're rewarding yourself with that healthy eating by feeling so much better. Mm-hmm. If you feel that you're putting in these, that 10 to 15% of your diet every week, and it is making you feel like crap, mm-hmm. it's probably not the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've created these habits for yourself, these routines for yourself, And, you know, by kind of skewing off, I mean, you're going to feel like crap, but that's only showing you you're putting awesome stuff in your body when you're not eating that stuff. Um, So, you know, you got to find what works for you, you know, whether it's doing it midweek rather than the weekend or, you know, because then you're going to burn it off more during the week or it makes you sluggish during the week. So maybe save it for the weekend, but treat yourself with real ingredient, real food. It's going to make you feel so much better than just eating the quick, fast crap. You know, I've never heard it put that way before of this desire to reward yourself, but actually sort of changing that focus and saying, mm-hmm. well, why not fuel yourself well and feel the reward in a different way? I like that. Yeah. That We all need to hear that. Everyone, <laughs> everyone listening to this needs to really hear that message because I think this is exactly the perfect example of what I just gave with me with that Chinese meal. You know, for me, I thought I was rewarding myself in that moment. And the next day, not just when I woke up in the middle of the night, but at least half of the next day, it took me a while to get going. I was sluggish. I was slow. I wasn't my usual self. I was drinking more coffee to to, to try and counteract this feeling, which again, isn't a good thing to do. Now I'm being dehydrated and so on and so forth. It's just this constant negative sort of knock-on effect and i don't even think that maybe my reward in future could be feeling fantastic i I, usually i feel good but how do i feel fantastic the next day and finding a way to maybe create a meal for myself or go out like you said spend a few more dollars and have that type of meal that's going to eventually reward me in a different sense Uh, just it's just an awesome perspective that's something i again I, i think anyone listening to this is like oh I don't think I've ever thought of it that way before. My reward is usually this, you know, pound of ice cream that I get on the side or whatever it may be. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna actually ask you about that because my greatest weakness is definitely my sweet tooth. And mm. and for you as someone who I'm, I'm sure you must get inundated with these athletes of like, hey, Brett, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I, need, I need dessert. I need something like this in my life. I need this sweetness that I can have. For anyone listening to this that doesn't want to necessarily be hit with that crazy, crazy calorie intake, sugar high, whatever you want to call it, what what would you maybe recommend to someone like that? Well, the cool thing is there are literally uh, alternate options for everything. For ice cream, there's this stuff called nice cream. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you, there are options for everything. But like I was talking about the flaming hot Cheetos before, I got guys who come up and say, "Hey, let me get those flaming hots." But they're cassava puffs, mm. you know. So they're like these healthy, real ingredient kind of puffs and stuff like that. So there are options for everything. I always tell people if if you don't want to eat something sweet after dinner, if you're trying to stay away from it, go brush your teeth right as you're finished <laughs> eating dinner. That's you know, that's point. something you can definitely do. Um, a thing that I love too is taking that time to fill your fridge with some things that you can just grab. Mm. Right. So for instance, I'll, I'll come back from the grocery store with a huge thing of grapes mm. and I'll take them right off the stem, wash them, put them in a bowl because I know when I'm hungry and I want something a little sweet, like a grape or something. And I open the fridge and they're still on the stem. I don't want to take them off the stem, but if you mm. prep that thing early and you open and there's grapes and you take a handful of grapes or you have, you know, roasted a uh, bag of roasted nuts and you take some grapes and some roasted nuts and, you know, eat that with a spoonful of like nut butter. Um, but there's, there's options for everything. And I just say, focus on real ingredient stuff, smaller portions. You can always grab more, but also, you know, it's not easy. This stuff is not easy. <laughs> it's not like by no means, like you have to commit, you have to create these habits, these routines, you know, instead of thinking, I want ice cream. The first thing you're going to think of is I want ice cream, which is just, you know, like whipped banana with some nut butter and a little oat milk, yeah, right. And, you, and some ice and you can make it real thick and just eat that, you yeah. know, rather than uh, something cool real quick that I actually did yesterday. I had this, we had all these bags of salted peanuts, just like those little, you know, couple ounce bags and mm. we opened them up. And I poured oat milk in it or chocolate milk or chocolate oat milk, just straight in that bag. And I put a popsicle stick in that bag and I put it in a cup and I put it in the freezer, took it out the next day, unwrapped it. You literally had oat milk with salted peanuts and it tasted like an ice cream bar. You know what that does is it's lowering the sugar than you would get from ice cream. You're not getting the heavy cream. You're not getting the milk. It's alternate options. You got to be creative. You can't be scared. There are no rules in the kitchen you got to find what works for yourself if you can have have ice cream once we have ice cream you know <laughs> but buy a little bit better ice cream you know yeah. so that's my recommendation um plan ahead you know you yeah. got to plan ahead because when you get those cravings when you get that sweet tooth you want to have the right options in front of you rather than digging around the freezer not finding anything and then going to get cold stone absolutely so, absolutely yep. no, I, I get all of that trust me and i, I think just one thing I do want to get onto with you, man, is is, is just a, a little bit more about how you've gotten to where you've gotten to within your career. But before we do that, I just want anyone listening to this, like we're talking a lot about food and I knew we would, it's impossible not to, but at the same time, I just want anyone listening to this is thinking, oh, how, how can anything that we're talking about here maybe be impactful to me when it comes to just who I am and the way in which I go about my career and life in general some of these words that you're bringing here uh, to, to light brett is you know preparation uh, how to reward yourself in, in a in, in a way that's going to benefit you in the long term all these sort of terminologies these are things that are applicable in life this isn't just nutrition this is a way to live and i think what i love about everything that you're bringing to our attention here is that you can use the kitchen as this sort of metaphor for the way in which you go about your career. You know, if you are willing to invest a little bit more time and energy into things, you're always going to get more out of it in the long term. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. But yes, you're making it about desserts as you just did right there. 
but it, it it's it's something that you can apply in in any form of life and it and it's a for me as someone who's always been in the kitchen since I could reach the stove growing up as a kid I I'm I'm here for all of this and, and just loving everything that you're bringing to the to, to our attention because it is something that I actually look at the way I go about life. I'm very creative as a person. I'm very creative in the kitchen. And, and, and it all has this sort of back and forth knock-on effect. Have you ever sort of used that analogy or thought of things from that perspective? Well, most definitely. Yeah. I think you're, you're just right on it. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. And especially that's, you know, you're creating these habits now for the rest of your life. It's just like anything, creating positive, yeah. good habits and it helps. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but but like I said before, before we 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 finish up here, man, I, I just want to get a feel from you as a competitor, and just in terms of life, in terms of your career, talk to me a little bit about what it what it took on your part to sort of get to where it is you are today. Because clearly, the the passion and the love for what you do is is here for all of us to hear. But at the same time. You don't have to necessarily be working where you're working. Something within you said, I don't want to just work in this field. I want to work amongst the best. Like, talk to us a little bit about that part of your journey. Oh, boy. So, I mean, I'm so lucky that from a new, like, young age, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to cook. Why? Because I felt like myself. I felt grounded. I felt clear-headed in the kitchen. And I didn't feel like that out of the kitchen. You know, my mind was always racing. My anxiety was bad. My stress was overwhelming. And for some reason, when I stepped foot in the kitchen and I opened the fridge and took the leftovers that my mom uh, had, you know, made from the night before and packed myself lunch, like for me, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, my, my cleanliness outside of the kitchen was a bit overwhelming. I was always so organized and, you know, just liked everything a certain way and be able to do that in the kitchen with food, with ingredients, with, you know, what we call mise en place, setting up everything. Mm. Um, that made me feel most like myself. So I think just from a young age, I always loved the kitchen. Like you said, uh, when I could reach the stove, I was flipping omelets. I was mm. trying to do two flips <laughs> with omelets, you know, like that's, that's what I loved. Um, so when I was in high school, like I said, I started cooking for my friends and we were all athletes. And I think I found this niche that I was, was not reading about professional sports teams. I couldn't find articles about them really doing anything on the nutrition side. If I'm fueling a bunch of white Jewish kids in St. Louis for a basketball team, you know, we, how are they not doing it? And so I actually went up to the Culinary Institute of America, New York, which is like, you know, the premier culinary school in the U S and it felt like a restaurant. Um, it felt like just all these chefs walking around and chef coaches, you know, going to cook food. Um, it didn't, you know, I, I didn't align with any of that. I worked in a restaurant in high school for a little bit. I hated it. I hated going in and doing the same thing every day. So this, I was able to take all those things that I learned, you know, just through high school and kind of figure out, okay, I want to cook. Uh, I like fueling people. There's not this thing happening right now maybe it's going to start happening so i went in uh before so i'll say before culinary school i entered a contest in high school that was a chef of the year contest you had to make something healthy and from your heritage um, i ended up entering my junior year of high school didn't make it uh did it my senior year ended up making top 10 in the country just by creating this recipe and a backstory behind it I was flown down to Miami, competed against nine other kids to make our dish just like Top Chef. 
Mm. I ended up winning the contest. I got a four-year full tuition scholarship to culinary school. And because of that, I feel like I was able to go after everything that I wanted because I didn't have to worry about paying stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to intern. Hey, I'll uh, come from four in the morning until, you know, 10 in the morning and then go to school. Um, I just had this passion and drive. I was just this wide-eyed kid that had a focus on this specific niche and was going to run with it. You know, I, I have this personality that, you know, I feel like I can relate to athletes a lot and be on the same level and, you know, make it fun and make it interesting. And so throughout my career, you know, right as I started interning with the Broncos when I was 19, um, it kind of opened the door to the sports world for me. And so uh, from there, I ended up graduating from culinary school and went to the University of Oregon, where I worked in the nutrition department. So throughout my years at culinary school, you started to see a lot of division one schools doing this, where they're implementing uh, instead of catering company, they're bringing in a chef, uh, bringing in a smoothie bar. Um, So you're starting to see all these things pop up. So I had the opportunity to go to Oregon, work under a dietitian. Um, I ended up getting hired by the Oregon basketball team and I was their private chef. You're talking about a D1 basketball team having their own private chef. I'd travel with them. I would set up, turn my hotel room into a smoothie bar. Um, These were all new things. Every job that I had, there wasn't anybody who did this before. So it was cool in the sense that I got to create these jobs, you know, like, I mean, I turned my hotel room into a smoothie bar. I traveled with blenders <laughs> and juicers and now I run a bodega. So it's right. all, you know, coming, coming back. And from there, uh, from Oregon, I went out to Berkeley and kind of did a bunch of cooking and more learning about, you know, working with some other people uh, because I was always had to just challenge myself because I was always cooking by myself in a kitchen to learn new things and, and all that. So from Oregon, I went to the, after Berkeley, I went to the Sacramento Kings, worked as their executive chef and nutritionist for two years. Following that, I had gone to the Olympics with the U S ski team out in uh, Korea and then got hired by them and contracted by them to travel with them and cook for them. And so really, I mean, I've worked with athletes through cooking food for the last 13 years. It's something I'm so passionate about. I came into college and out of college at the right time that all these new things were popping up and they're still continuing to pop up. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to do is set that standard Mm. of what teams should be doing. Yeah. Um, You're you're a competitor. I love it. I mean, this is, this is what I'm hearing. This whole story is a guy that wanted to better himself, wanted to better the, the field that he was working within. He wanted to create ways for this field the ceiling of what we were able to deliver through nutrition for athletes at at higher and higher levels and that for me firstly is obviously what this show is all about but secondly for 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 you why you're working where you are today i'm sure that the guys that you're cooking for every day are just like hey brett doesn't only want to help me with this stuff he also wants me to be successful he want he wants me he wants us to win he wants us to be a winning team and for us to be a winning team at times it starts with this stuff it starts with this stuff and 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 you're already one step ahead maybe of an nfl team within the same division because they're not quite taking this stuff as seriously they're not quite pushing the bar as high as you're willing to push it and i love hearing that despite being at this level that you've now created for yourself, you have no desire to slow down. You want to keep pushing that ceiling. Is it just making you sort of hungry of even more just to, just to keep raising that bar? 
Yes. Every day seeing everybody in this building's reaction to what I'm doing. Mm. I mean, every it's so cool. People mm. are so excited about this that they have a place to come and feel good. Yeah. There's a little piece of it that doesn't feel like football too, right? Coming up to this bodega to some jazz music and, <laughs> and hanging out. And, you know, I, I pride myself though on being somebody who, who has the language and the science of nutrition in my head, but I hand you the plate of food. I hand you the snack, you know, I know what's good. And so, yes, every day I'm trying to be competitive too. Those athletes make me feel competitive, right? Because they're competing at the highest level every day. So why wouldn't I, you know, they're going to put in that work every day. Why wouldn't I, Right. you know, so if it's going to help them a little bit to be the most successful athlete on and off the field, I'm there to support nutrition manager. I'm there to help them manage their nutrition. <laughs> first so line, it's, it's first line cool. of attack, man. First line of attack yeah. is is nutrition. I love it. And Brett, I, I could talk to you for hours, man. This yeah. is the sort of stuff that we're all about. Like I said a, a few times already um, on this show. And for for everyone listening, one start pri- prioritizing some of this stuff. It it's so beneficial. It's so impactful. Don't tell yourself that. Ah, it's okay. I, I can put it off, or oh, it's okay. I I'm I'm above this stuff. It's science. It's proven. It works. Trust me, as someone who's had it in his life and is now responsible for helping my family, obviously implement it within their life. My wife and I laugh all the time. Our daughter's favorite foods are, you know, Greek yogurt, blueberries, granola. She's not even two years old yet, and these these aren't kids' foods, but that's what she sees mommy and daddy eating, and it's it's impacting her. And trust me her energy levels are off the chart. <laughs> so it, it works. It really does work. So Brett, man, thank you so much for your time. Uh, again, I hope that people listening to this are picking up on just some of your energy and enthusiasm for what you do and, and seeing if they can find it obviously within their careers. But best of luck with the what will be, I, I guess, the preseason coming up for you pretty soon. Is that right? Yeah, we have our rookies coming in uh, next week as mm-hmm. well as a bunch of guys who are out here rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, cool to see them work hard and continue to be competitive during the off season. Cause like you said, I'm not slowing down even <laughs> during the off season. I want this to be better by the time the guys come back full, full force. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's exciting, man. I'm, I'm happy to be in this organization, great organization. And again, it's amazing to talk to you and see your passion for this as well. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome to talk about and, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Awesome. Well, good deal, man. Well, it sounds like you've got a whole bunch of rookies that are, are ready to be educated on uh, on this stuff coming soon. Yeah, so best yeah. of luck with that. Best of luck with everything going forwards, man. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. And my thanks again to Brett for joining us on the show today. And as I mentioned there at the beginning, some things that Brett brought to the discussion here, it wasn't just the characteristics that make him who he is. It's the actual specifics to the job that he does when it comes to fueling these men that he's overseeing and the benefits that maybe we, the listener, if we're listening carefully, maybe we can incorporate some of this stuff, such as the example he gave with the film room, being able to put the right fuel into your body at the beginning of the day. So you're not losing focus. You're not losing focus by being distracted by hunger. Something like that for me personally is I've always tried my hardest to avoid exactly that. It's always why I carry around snacks and things like that. But it's also why I try not to waste meals. And I think just hearing some of this stuff in terms of who Brett is, and I want to get onto that in a minute in terms of just the characteristics of him, the competitor, and him, the success. But in terms of what it is he is doing for his 
profession, we need to be listening to that as well. There are so many things based on what Brett was bringing to the discussion here that we can find ways to implement within our day if we're willing to care enough about these things. So try to find a way to care a little bit more about your nutrition, care a little bit more about how it is you fuel. And think about what Brett mentioned there earlier, that sort of cheat meal mindset. Maybe the benefit is how great you feel afterwards. Maybe it's feeling great the next morning or having a great night's sleep because of the great meal that you put into your system at dinner time. Just a few things to think about there. But I do want to just touch on a key, key component to what Brett talked about in terms of his career as a whole, and that was knowing what he wanted to do. He was one of the lucky ones, and he'll admit that. He was one of the lucky ones that he was able to figure that out almost fresh off the bat. Me personally, I can relate to this because it, it takes time. It's really hard to continually do a profession than the first one that you picked and hope that you got it exactly right the first time. And hey, if I'm talking to someone right now that's 20, 25 years into, into a profession and you can't imagine doing anything else, you absolutely love what it is you do, then you fall into that same category as Brett. But I would say the majority of us, we have to work a little bit harder when it comes to finding our truest calling when it comes to our career. So something to really think about because what you'll notice is that when he knew what it was he wanted to do, everything else fell into place. He was able to take initiative in ways that were gonna help his career moving forwards. He was also tasting success, hearing and seeing what the benefits of the work he was doing was having on people and it just made him hungry to do some more. How many more nutrition puns can I throw in? I think that might be my last one. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, that this sort of component in terms of how you set yourself up by knowing what it is you want to do, that can only give you the better opportunity to be successful in whatever career it is that you're trying to pursue. So some fantastic stuff from our guest, Brett, today on the show. And I'm just so thankful for his time. As always, I'm so appreciative that you would take the time to tune into the show. As always, don't forget to check out the Instagram page, career underscore competitor, for some behind-the-scenes footage of our interviews and also just that opportunity to reach out to me. Direct message through Instagram works. LinkedIn as well, you can find me there. And also, careercompetitorpodcast at gmail.com. You can connect with me there as well. Best of luck with everything and anything you've got going on within your world. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.